0: Right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray for You. Kristen, you're looking lovely as always tonight.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Well, you are looking very handsome with your fresh haircut, and you look handsome all the time. So,
0: thanks very much. Uh, you, you know, actually, in our state, it's illegal for people to give haircuts like at your house or oh. you know, at your office. Like, it's there's actually a rule against it even before the pandemic. So, I want to thank yes. the, the good people who run this state for protecting us from the, the scary men and women with scissors who, you know, <laughs> might misuse them on me or something.
1: Yes, I had heard that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Hey, guys, listen, um, I want to talk to you tonight about a very serious topic, and it's overcoming loss. Okay, this is part of our continuing overcoming darkness series. And I figure there's really nothing darker than talking about death and and, and losing a loved one. And I'm going to kind of show my cards at the outset that the key to overcoming loss is hope. And let me be clear about something. When we talk about overcoming, we're not talking about just going through it, okay? Whether we're talking about you know, overcoming depression, overcoming anxiety, overcoming uh, addictions to things even like pornography. We're never just talking about, about going through it and dealing with it. We're talking about defeating it. And make no mistake about it, the Bible is very clear that just as you have victory over these other areas of darkness, God wants us to have victory over loss. Psalms one one forty seven three says God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. It doesn't say he lets them live in misery the rest of their lives. It says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. When you're going through it, that can be hard to see. And in fact, if you look at what the Bible really says about it, a lot of times, if you just if you if you don't know how to read the Bible or you just pick you know some parts here or there, it can be kind of discouraging. I, I think the book of the Bible that really talks about this most uh, at, at greatest length is probably the book of Job, right? And for those of you who don't know, the, the basic story behind Job is this: Job is the most perfect and upright man, and Satan tells God, "I bet you I can get him to curse your name." Okay. The reason that he loves you so much is because you're so good to him, but just let me have Adam, all right, and then I'll get him to curse your name. And God basically says, okay, you can destroy his property, you can destroy his family, you can destroy his health, you just can't kill him. And Satan does all those things. And Job loses his family, his, his family's killed. And eventually Job does break. I mean, at one point he's saying, though my Redeemer slay me, yet I know he lives, which is a great verse, okay? but In the end, Job is broken and he starts questioning God, okay? And that's where his failing is, where he's questioning. I'm not going to lie and say I haven't done that. I lost a friend of mine age 47 to cancer. I did not know why that happened. And when you're going through loss, one of the things is you feel very helpless and you, you kind of put your brain to work and your brain wants to try to make sense of something. I know somebody who... I remember seeing them on TV. They were talking about how their their two year old son came down with leukemia. And when we ask why it is that bad things happen to good people in the world, you know, a lot of times you can say, well, yeah, because other people who are bad have free will and they and they could hurt us. You know, for example, in, when Cain killed Abel. Okay, but then there are other things that we really can't blame on other people. Like I said, someone just gets brain cancer. Your child gets leukemia. Uh, a young woman called me the other day and she told me that her son was killed in the car accident when someone else, um, you know, uh, just accidentally did something uh, in the road they shouldn't have. You, you know, it's not always somebody exercising free will to hurt you. Sometimes bad things just happen. We see natural disasters all the time. And Job, while he's going through this suffering, knowing that he's done nothing wrong and knowing that his problems really, you know, that God has jurisdiction over his problems, finally says, God, what is going on here? What have I done to to deserve this, and that's when God rebukes him and says, basically, "Who are you to question me?" And in fact, that's pretty much that's pretty much the only theme of Job. The only theme of Job is is who are you to question God? And yes, God restores Job's family by giving him a new family, right? But he doesn't bring the old ones back to life. And you might just leave this this whole this whole book saying, "What the heck was that about?" Or rather, if that's what Christianity is, then I don't want to sign up for it. Well, look, a few things. First of all, I don't I'm not gonna get into the whole theology of whether Job is meant to be taken literally or whether it's allegorical. We know Jesus talks in allegories, and I'm not really gonna get too much into that. But here's what I will tell you. Okay. In the New Testament, one of the things we learned is that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. It is very, very difficult when you're going through a tragedy to see how any of this can work for your good. Your two-year-old child Develops leukemia and dies. How does this work for your good? And the answer you have to, the answer is I don't know, and you're not you're not going to know either. And the more you try, the more you try to find the answers, the more you're going to harm the thing that's supposed to bring you out of this, which is hope. Okay, you can have one of two things: you can have faith, or you can try to have an understanding of what God is doing. All right, but that's antithetical to faith. You have to simply trust God in that situation. Psalms 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. It doesn't say the Lord explains himself to those who are brokenhearted. All right. It says he's close to those who are brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Jesus, in the New Testament, in uh, his Sermon on the Mount, says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Okay. Thessalonians 4, 13 If you're wondering how in the world they can be comforted, it's explained right here where Paul says, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind, here it is, who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. See, that's what separates us from the world. Not that Christianity promises us that you're never going to go through bad things. I got news for you. No belief system promises you that. Whether you're a Christian or an atheist, you're going to go through things you don't want to go through. But the difference is we as Christians have hope. We destroy that hope when we destroy faith, when we put faith aside and try to understand what God could possibly be doing. Why did you do this? What are your motives? We, we couldn't possibly even begin to understand that. And all that does, that's what the enemy wants us to do, to get us away from the hope, okay? We overcome loss through faith. Faith that God loves you. Faith that God is close to you. Faith that God will comfort you. Faith that he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And here it is, faith that Jesus has conquered the grave. And so that what we have lost, okay, is only temporary. That this body can be destroyed. But if we have faith in Christ, Our spirit can't be destroyed, and we have faith that we can. That God will guide us through, and we have hope that on the other side of this life, that those people who we've lost, who have been saved, will be there to meet us. That's my message for you tonight.
1: That's an awesome message. It's an important message, and it's one that you know. That's that's the thing. We don't have. Are the closure in that? You, I, I love how you talk about the hope because the hope is the closure. The closure is not figuring it out. And, right. uh, you know, a, as you know, both both you and I having that journalistic mind, the whole end result of that is being results oriented, figuring something out. And sometimes for me in the flesh, if I can't figure something out, it drives me crazy because I, I can, you know, get the solution, figure it out. But I believe that the full maturity as a Christian is realizing just how much you just have to say, hands off, I trust God. And thank God we have him and we have that hope and we have heaven. And I believe there's a less, there needs to be a lot more sermons talking about the hope we have in heaven. We're heavenly minded. Um, you know, having this earthly experience. And so many times we don't, people don't even talk about, you know, heaven and, and what, what awaits us and the promise that we have and how heaven starts now. You can't threaten a Christian uh, with heaven. You know, you can't threaten a Christian with death because that means heaven. So instead of having this gloom and around all of that, is, is focusing on eternity and, and what awaits us. And so that was so good so timely and certainly something that I think needs to be talked about a lot a lot more and I'm with you when I read Job I'm like you know lord my question is uh that would not make up if I lost my family a new family would not make up for that but we can't we can't deal in that realm we can't start going with all of those things and asking those questions it's just a point to trust Jesus and that has to be enough and you get to the point in your faith where you say, God, I don't know. I do not do not understand your ways, but your ways are higher than mine. And I choose to trust you.
0: I choose. The thing. You, you have two choices in life. You can have hope or you can have despair. And there's like nothing in between. And the funny thing is, and not funny, but the sort of the strange thing is we ask ourselves these questions. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Well, let's say we got the answer to that. Would that make us feel any better? Right. I mean, like if, if God actually explained himself, And how all the different, you know, gears of the universe have to turn together. And what this caused that and and how it all fit into place. Would we we feel any less pain? No. And, and, you know, you're going to feel pain. It's going to be an awful time of mourning. But to get through it and to overcome it, the people who overcome it are the people who have hope. The people who don't overcome it are the ones by not having hope have despair. And so in every one of these messages I've done with overcoming, I'm not just talking to you about what it's like. I'm trying to explain to people how you get past it. And in this situation, there's simply no way to get past the pain, which is tied to the despair than to replace the despair with hope. Yeah.
1: And from a practical standpoint, you know, God created us and wired us for friendship and community. And it's such that right now we live in a world that's so isolated and so virtual, but if, if you can get, into a community of, if you're going through a grief and you can get into a community of other believers who've gone through that same grief experience, I think that that's, as a practical standpoint, can be something where people can pray for you because they've understood what you're going through. Um, so, so that's just as a practical thing as well, but amazing, amazing message.
0: Thank you. Can you go ahead and give us an amazing, amazing prayer, please?
1: Absolutely. Lord. In this world, today we see more, if we look in our the, the flesh and if we look through our earthly lenses, we see more loss, we see more dick, sickness, we see more death, we see more just despair and loneliness and just disappointment and heartache than ever before. But God, through the eyes of faith and through looking through your lenses, we see the beauty rising from the ashes. We see how you are creating a revival. We see that the enemy is trying to put this mirage in front of our face. where We can't see anything that's good. But God, you are working behind the scenes and right out in the open to bring forth I believe the greatest revival that we've ever had in human history. I believe, Lord, that you are doing great and mighty things. I believe that you are not done with with so many things that you want to accomplish through us on this earth right now, Lord. For every person, Lord, who's gone going through something right now where they just feel like they're in a tunnel. They feel like they cannot see that the, it's so dark and 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 lonely. Lord, I pray that you would comfort them. They may be asking you why and, and just, it may seem like, oh, that's nice to, to say all that, but you don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> Lord, that we may not know what you're going through, but God does. And God wants to come in in the midst of your situation. For every person who's thinking about even contemplating in the least bit, because of their desperation ending their life or doing something drastic or even just doing something to harm their body like alcohol or anything in any shape or form. Lord, I pray that your light, your love, your comfort would come around them and your favor as a shield, Lord, to show them the beauty that you have, to bring a new perspective and a new beginning and a new hope I pray that's my, that's the word for tonight, Lord, that I feel like you're telling so many people who are going through grief and loss and that scale is, can be very big. There can be people who are going through just a personal grief that people would say in, in the natural layman's eyes is pretty minor, but it's important to that person because God, you care about everything. Maybe even just loss of occupation or something like that, Lord, everything is important to you or friendship, whatever, all the way up to Lord, something that is what we would say a tragic life event, Lord, and everything in between. God, I pray, I see, I feel you saying new beginnings, grace for new beginnings. God, I pray for new beginnings for every person who just feels like they're in that tunnel and they can't see any way out. And what I see is for all those people where it's dark, And there seems to be no way out. God is giving you the light and the passageway. And there's a secret hidden door of the passageway of his spirit. And he's guiding you out and giving you treasures in the darkness. There's a Bible verse that talks about (laughs) treasures in the darkness. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness and the darkness has not overtaken it. There's treasures in the darkness. There's sparkling treasures right now in your situation. Lord, you find that for every person listening, God, and every person experiencing any sort of grief, may you be that comfort that they need, Lord. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. Um, all right. I kick off with a praise report
1: there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want me too, or you? Go ahead. Okay. Yay, because that means I get to use the bell. Well, one of our amazing listeners, all of our m- listeners are amazing, and one of them Diane Fung has been asking us for a long, long time about praying for her. um, some reports on cancer in her body, and she, praise God, got a report. We've been praying and praying for her. Praise God, she is cancer-free. So let's hear it, ladies and gentlemen, woo for Diane Fung and for Jesus, who has delivered Diane from this cancer, and in Jesus' name, we thank you, God, for the work you've done in Diane's life continue to help her and her entire family, Lord, as they just go into the next stage of their lives in the new season that you have ahead for them, God, and just prosper them in all things. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: And Actually, Diane writes now, she asks that we please pray for all cancer patients who are in pain, also for peace of mind
1: Mm. and
0: family, for her husband, for work and strength. So God, we certainly ask you honor that. God, for the people who are in pain, we ask that you remove them from pain. Even though I just did a whole message on loss, so it doesn't mean we should resign ourselves to make right. it not happening. So God, we pray for people to come back cured of cancer. In fact, someone I know who had a biopsy today in Jesus' name that's going to come back negative, and all you know, cancer cells will be destroyed if there are any. But we're looking for a negative result, which would be positive. And uh, we pray for peace of mind for Diana for her whole family. And we especially pray for her her husband um, uh, to to be strong. to find good work. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Kristen, why don't you do the prayer requests that came in already, and I'll do the ones um, that are coming in live, okay?
1: Okay. So Muhammad Nazir um, says he has an issue with his kidney, and also um, it needs work, needs to find an occupation. So Lord, We pray for Muhammad Nazir, Lord. You care for this individual, Lord, just like you care for all of our listeners. I pray that his body would line up with the will of God. I pray for complete healing of the kidney. And I pray, Lord, that he would grow into a deeper relationship with you. I pray you would open the doors for him to be able to work and and to find his purpose in that and for his entire family to be blessed in Jesus' name. For Edwin, Edwin asked for prayer for the Philippines where he lives. And uh, we have a lot of friends over there, a lot of listeners. And I I know there's a lot of stuff going on, including some great revival as well. So, Lord, we just we just declare that you will continue to just do the work you're doing in the Philippines. Just continue to grow the roots deep. We pray for more, more places like the Philippines where revival would just spread like wildfire, Lord. The fire of your spirit in all these nations and for the Philippines. And for Lenny, uh, Lenny asked us to pray for her everyday needs. She's, um, that's, that's really awesome because God wants to supply your every need, Lenny. So in Jesus' name, we pray for her and her entire family, God. You would just supply. As, you've, as you promised, you will supply every need according to your riches and glory. Lord, supply that for, for Lenny and her entire family. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Great job. All right. Reza says, please pray for me to have peace of mind and heart and to have a forgiving heart. Uh, Pray for my kids also, my work. Manu asks that we uh, pray that God saves the world from coronavirus. Lenny, who I think you just prayed for. Yes. Just writes it now. uh, Please pray for my financial needs, especially food and milk for my granddaughter. And Lucy says, please pray for my job and studies. Well, Father God, we thank you, first of all, for all of these people. We thank you for Lucy, Lenny, Manu, Riza, and everyone Kristen prayed for. We pray for all of them to have peace of mind, for all of them to have a a clean heart, for all of them to have a a forgiving heart. We pray for all of their family members. We pray that you save the world from this coronavirus and produce a vaccine for it. We pray for all of their financial needs. We pray that uh, Lenny's children will have, uh, or I just say grandchildren, food and milk, God, your word says you get to see the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. And Father God, we pray that Lucy uh, does well in her job and in her studies. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Nice and efficient tonight. Kristen, would you uh, lead us in the call to salvation, please?
1: Absolutely. If you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the time to do it. Now, Tonight, we were talking about heaven. We're talking about that and um, loss and all of that. And so this is really important. If you don't know, if you were to leave this earth tonight, um, where you would go, where your soul would go, that's there's not, no other decision that you can make that's more important than that. So accept Jesus. He's reaching out to you. He's, he's tugging at your heart right now. If you feel that tug, that's Jesus reaching out to you. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, we're so excited for you. Definitely send us the message, or you can also comment on this video.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, Chris and I will be back on Friday. We have actually something we have to do Friday. We're getting uh, our we're doing our engagement photo shoot. That'll be fun. But we're, yeah. so we're going to probably pre-record it a little bit earlier in the day. Um, but we'll still be here, at we believe, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. So, we guys, uh, guys, until we see them, we hope you have a great week. And as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570
1: and FM 102.3.